What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Wholesome Monk Podcast. It's your boy, Wholesome Monk, and we are back, and I'm super excited. Today, we're talking about being a black geek in America, through my experience anyway. Stick around. Let's do it. This is the Wholesome Monk Podcast. So, it's interesting being a black geek in America, right? It's really interesting because being black in America already has its challenges, but being a black geek in America sets a whole different type of challenge that not everyone experiences, which is why I think it's really interesting and why I wanted to talk about it. I've done videos on it, and I'm sure I've talked about it on uh, other podcast episodes before as well, but I never really dove into it on the podcast, like a full episode dedicated to it, so I thought I would do it. Um, being a blackie in America is interesting because growing up, I was born in Bronx, New York, right? Uh, New York City. Um, and for those that aren't familiar with America, I kind of have a couple of fans overseas. Um, it, it's, it's interesting there cause there's diversity, but not at the level of like the place I am now, right? Where there's a lot more diversity here and a lot more culture for, I guess, lack of a better term or phrase, um, culture blending where you have so many different cultures, um, some that, some that are really even counter to each other, but still find, find a way to coexist in the same area, right? This is the first time me experiencing that. And I've been here for a, a good chunk of time. So I, I've gotten to see a whole new side of this kind of thing. But growing up, I moved to other places that were very, very less diverse. And which one was um, Arizona. And the particular part of Arizona I was at, I was a super minority. Because you could count on your hand, not hands, hand, how many... Uh, black people were in the in this public school um throughout my years of schooling there eventually you can count on two hands but for the most part it's just a hand and it was very interesting because you know it's not even like it's not like they don't know who what black people are who black people are right but in their head they're like a black person the idea of, a, of black people was such a foreign concept the only way they could see is through like films and stuff like that uh, i'm being very serious <laughs> and uh, I, st- I lived in, uh, you know, the parts of Arizona I lived that were still developing. They were developed, but they're still developing. It's not, I'm sure, like now, um, they are super developed. But back then, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't like that, right? So you had a lot of uh, white people, you had a lot of uh, Mexican people, and you had a couple of black people. Me being the couple of black people, and it was interesting to see. Uh, well, not even interesting to see, but I experienced it. So experiencing it was it was was weird. And I've always been an anime fan. I've been an anime fan since my days in New York City. I lived in Houston, Texas. I lived in New Jersey. Uh, I've been a fan of anime since I can remember. My earliest memory, really, is watching Pokemon the movie in theaters back in the day. Uh, probably like 2000. So, so yeah, I've been an anime fan for a long time. My first anime was uh, Speed Racer. Uh, technically, because, you know, back in the day, like, uh, instead of, like, stream before, obviously before streaming services... Watching anime was through television and through cable. Like you, they had blocks of like just anime programming. So I watched Speed Racer and Mega Man, both of which you had to get up really early. I think it was one of those channels where it's like a, a foreign channel, so it came from a it was in a different country and kind of stream. So nighttime, prime time for them was like morning for us. So it was like that difference. But yeah, Speed Racer and Mega Man, I fell in love with anime instantly. Because it just reminded me so much of the American cartoons, but also like um, American cartoons with the absurdness that came with live action stuff like Power Rangers. My brother was a huge Power Rangers fan, so I became a Power Rangers fan as well. 
So the anime gave me the best of both worlds there, right? And it was always just interesting because getting into it was never hard for me. But staying with anime was difficult, right? Because as I was growing up, you you know, you get your bully for being black, you know, um, ra- deal with racism, a lot of those things. I had to deal with a lot of those things, right, growing up. Um, and it seems like that's just a black experience in America. You just grow up uh, dealing with racism. Not everyone has it as bad, depending on where you live, um, depending on your circumstances. It could be very different. It, it is drastically different for people. But it's hard to pick out in a room full of black people someone that's never dealt with racism on a certain level. I've dealt with it on a very high level. I've dealt with it on like every level, right? Uh, so dealing with that, but also getting bullied for liking anime, for liking DBZ, for watching, I know this is not anime, but like Teen Titans, for watching like just cartoons and anime, right? I really enjoyed it. I was in love with the, the platform because even at an early age, I knew that anime cartoons gave you something different that live action could not give you. And I grew up with, uh, you know, that shitty ass Dragon Ball Evolution movie and that last, uh, that last Avatar, the last Airbender movie, live action, both. Um... It's interesting. It's interesting to see how people hated anime so much, but it, it, it gave so much life. Like it just, it just was. There's so many cool animation, cool uh, uh, dialogue. There's just so many cool stories that are told through anime that are that some live action shows or movies have taken from anime. Matter of fact, inspired, especially if it's like some like Ghost in the Shell or uh, Berserk. Like there's so much. That's manga, not anime, but um, at least from the earlier uh, motivations from it or inspirations from it. But to see all that, how how anime has influenced uh, even the even rap, even the rap game. Uh, you can go from like the Wu Tang Clan. You can go to even more modern, like Chance the Rapper or recent, I should say, Chance the Rapper. Um, m- many rappers that grew up in the the nineties. Um, most likely were exposed to anime, such as Dragon Ball Z, which is something I loved. I adored watching Dragon Ball Z growing up, right? Um, it was Dragon Ball Z, which is an amazing experience. I loved Goku. I loved Gohan. I loved Piccolo. Everything. And we didn't even get Dragon Ball first before Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z was just introduced to us in Dragon Ball a little bit later. So the fact that they can just throw something in basically halfway through and we can still enjoy it showed the... The... I guess the duality of like DBZ, it's probably not even the right word, but just DBZ offered something very shockingly new to the game. Because you also had Pokemon, but was very different from what DBZ brought to the table, right? So I, I really appreciated what anime gave me. I don't know what it was, but, and I'll say this Dragon Ball Z had a chokehold on the black community. In the late 90s and early 2000s in America. It had a chokehold, an iron grip on the black community, right? Um, and anyone who, who is black, I really want your opinion on this. If you've ever watched... You don't even have to be a hardcore anime fan or still anime fan. I guarantee you watched Dragon Ball Z at some point. You probably had a chokehold on your childhood. You probably really, really enjoyed it. But due to either... I don't even want to say growing out of it because we're... If you were... You know, I was too young to really be watching it. So, I don't want to say growing out of it, but... You just dropped anime. You just eventually dropped it for some reason. Or maybe you were bullied out of it. But there's a reason why people leave um, watching anime sometimes. And 
I left anime too. I left anime because eventually growing up, like, you know, I went to high school eventually. And then it became, it became uncool to, to watch anime. It became uncool to watch cartoons, to like cartoons. You get bullied. You'll never get a girlfriend. Uh, people think you're weird. People think you're this. People think you're that. So I just dropped anime. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll never be able to get uh, a wife, let alone girlfriend one day if, if I watch anime. Again, I'm a teenager. So, you know, what, pe- what people's p- opinions of you, they, they matter more than the opinion of you think of yourself, you know? Uh, so, you know, all these things going through your head. And I was like, oh, man, I'll never find love if I like anime and this and that. So I dropped it. And then I'd watch it, you know, low key on the side, like during the summertime, like when I'm not playing video games or with my friends or outside playing basketball or football with my friends um, or, you know, in between practices while I'm like, you know, do a performing arts or like uh, sports or something. I'd be watching anime on low and I slowly got into it because and funny enough, it wasn't through Shonen. It was through romance anime where I really found even more love for anime, right? Because... Uh, there would be like Oron High School Host Club that I discovered on Netflix. This is like, you know, I'm jumping around a lot on the timeline, so I apologize, but, you know, bear with me. Um, I would watch Oron High School Host Club during the summer, and then that just unlocked something in me. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need to like really go and watch. There's different types of anime out there. It's not just fighting and stuff. You know, so I went back, and even, even though I technically finished Inuyasha when I was a kid, like, I, I, you know, I didn't really know what was going on. So I went back and then re-watched Inuyasha knowing, because Adult Swim had Inuyasha, like, running this whole series, like, maybe they, they finished this whole series, like, maybe, like, six times or something. But, like, so I was able to watch it. That's what I'm saying. I was able to watch it, and I finished Inuyasha, then eventually came on Netflix the first time around, and I watched it on there, too. So I was able to really dive in and watch it. Uh, rewatching the many times and I, I loved it. Um, then uh, you had other shows like you know obviously Naruto and then eventually Bleach. Even though I'm not the biggest Bleach fan, but Bleach, um, you know you had obviously Pokemon running still to this day. So Digimon, I'm a huge fan of Digimon. I'm a huge fan of Isekai anime, which is for those that don't know, Isekai anime are uh, anime where you get displaced or thrown to another world. So um, you know it would be like Digimon, Inuyasha. Um, stuff like that. Uh, so, anime has always been very interesting and very important into my life, and I, I really appreciate what anime has done for me personally, right? And I'm really hoping that that people find joy in things. This is why I, why I wanted to talk about it because I feel like people forgot how to have joy. And not let others take it or strip it away from you. Because I, I let that happen to me many times. Even even in adulthood. So the don't think it was only teenage years. Like, again, I rediscovered anime through Oran High School Host Club. And then I went, went back and rewatched a lot of series. Um, and then I discovered, like, you know, Witchblade. And then Dead Man Wonderland. And Kakaishi. Um, so many other stuff. I, I'd find myself on YouTube. Back when YouTube was a lot more uh, adventurous, for lack of a better word. Um, and I'd watch like I rewatched Yu-Gi-Oh! I rewatched Beyblade, I rewatched Um Naruto, I, I watched basically watched Bleach in Spanish. Like I watched a lot of stuff, right? Like I watched a lot of anime. I, I've, I've even had to watch Dragon Ball Z on Telemundo back in the day. That's how Iron Grip DBZ had me. Because Cartoon Network was very um over the place with DBZ DBZ episodes 
Uh, so, and Telemundo, for whatever reason, was like, arcs or sagas ahead. Like, they're already on the Majin Buu stuff. Uh, like, deep in the Majin Buu stuff. So, I was like, okay, well, let me just watch this shit, I guess. So, I watched Telemundo at night, or during many times of the day, really, evening and nights. Or, sorry, afternoon and nights. And, um, watched DBZ in Spanish. Didn't know what the hell they were saying, but I was like, it's DBZ. I don't need even dialogue. Let me show the fights. I'll, you know, I'll, my brain will connect the rest. My young brain will connect the rest. <coughs> Excuse me. So... It was really interesting, you know, and, and interacting with others was also interesting when it comes to liking anime. It was very interesting interacting with others who didn't like it. Because as a kid, you know, you just, well, kids, what people don't know about a lot of kids, a lot of kids, or kind of forget about kids, is that they're very pure. Because they don't know how to, not even they don't know how to lie. I don't want to say that because kids can lie very early, depending. But like, I would say they don't know, they don't lie on perp, like on, like they don't know what they're doing. A lot of stuff are just pure emotions. They there's no, a lot of them don't know how to take advantage of like certain things, you know, stuff like that. So it, it was just interacting with others was just hard because you know people would be like, "Oh, you like anime? That's that's this that's stupid." I'm not going to say the phrase, but you know, back when say, well, it's not okay. Back then, you know, when you can say like the R word or you can say this is gay, but saying this is gay as means this is stupid type thing, like things like that. Back in those days, what I'm talking about, which was like the early two, early to mid 2000s, um, what's it called? Uh, people will say that about liking anime and stuff like that. So if you like that, and you know, it'll be like, you know, it's always a pop. The I, I use air quotation for those who aren't watching, um, but listening. Uh, what's it called? Um, the popular kids, right? Set the standards for what was cool, and what's not in your grade or whatever. Um, right, because usually it's like a as a domino effect. It's the older kids, in whatever like school, like whatever is like K through eighth or whatever your limit was. The older kids set the standard, and then it slowly goes down. And it sucked because when you have a format like that, people, there, there, you're, the age gap. There's an age gap for a reason. Like there's there's levels and steps to this thing, right? So when you pretend to be someone way older than you, and this is, I'm talking about, I'm talking, this can apply to many different age groups. Like if you're like in your early twenties and you try to compare your life to someone who's in their forties, you're obviously going to feel insuperior. You're going to feel really, you're going to start judging yourself on unrealistic expectations because that person is way older than you. They had a lot more time, a lot more experiences to build up certain things. Right. So I'm getting, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but yeah, so we have like a sixth grader looking up to like a, a, like a, a high schooler is like, bruh, enjoy being a sixth grader. There's a, it's a huge difference besides just like physically, mentally, and age-wise between a sixth grader and like a, a ninth grader, right? There's like, dog, enjoy being a sixth grader. Enjoy the benefits of not knowing, dealing with the pressures of the jungle that is high school, right? The in the the cesspool that that high school can be. <laughs> Um, let alone college and all that other stuff. So, yeah, you get you get these times where these you know people would bully you for liking anime, bully me for liking anime. It was such a weird experience dealing with that. Um, and and eventually you know you you stop liking anime. But it was funny because one day I remember this. One day I recess, uh, a group of these kids were playing like playing around on on you know during recess. Y'all y'all remember recess? Remember the days where you can go out and let loose energy for like thirty minutes or so. Um, like we're prison inmates, but, uh, what's it called? Yard time. But yeah, it's, it, it was funny. Cause like, you know, kids were playing 
stuff. And I was like, hey, what are y'all doing? And they're like, oh, we're playing Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, y'all watch Dragon Ball Z? That's awesome. Because I, I, they literally, they, I won't, when I say bully, I didn't get as bad as like other people. Like I didn't get like, you know, no uh, swirlies or any, like any kind of like physical hazing for the most part. The physical hazing came because I was black. I was, a, I got it for a different thing, but for uh, hazing or bullying when I was for anime and cartoon stuff was more just like verbal abuse mental abuse, stuff like that, which is equally as bad, but I'm just like, I just want to make sure I make, put context around, um, cause I know some people have got it way worse for just being, for the, like, the geek aspect of things, uh, white, black, other, or otherwise, you know, but, um, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we're playing DBZ, and I was like, oh my god, y'all watch DBZ, like, I would love to play DBZ, and they didn't let me play DBZ, and I was like, what? <laughs> You know, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, I waited this whole time. I, like, it was such a relief to know, like, other people watched it, right? It was such a relief to know that other people watched it. I was so freaking happy. Y'all understand, like, how young, wholesome was. I was so happy to see that. And then get denied because, because, uh, because, you know, I, for whatever, I don't even remember why they denied me. But they're like, oh, you have too many people. And I was like, dude, do you, anyone doesn't know, there's a, uh, my poster changes up there, but there's a, there's a poster, literally all the, well, yeah, most of the DBZ characters, there are more than enough DBZ characters. There were like six kids playing and it was such a fun game. And I just remember just sitting there excluded watching them play my favorite anime at the time that, that no one else watched the anime that got bullied for over and over again. They were freaking playing it. The people who bullied me for wa- liking it. We're freaking playing it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was such a surreal experience because I was like, I'm seeing them have, and I, I don't want to make it sound like I didn't have friends. I had friends, but it was just like, that's how much I really loved anime that I was like, I really want to be a part of what y'all are doing over there. Like, I would really like it if we could, like, if I could participate in this Dragon Ball Z thing. Cause I've never at that time, at that point, and I don't think I don't think ever, but I never truly got to, you know, play around, pretend like I'm a character with other kids or other people. You know, like ever in my life. I'm I'm twenty five now. So never in my life was I able to do that. Uh but I remember at the time when I was a kid, I never like for my whole childhood I never was really able to play um Pretend to be anime characters with kids. And I'll hear people, like, when I got to high school, I'll hear all kinds of stories. Even now, I hear stories about people like, oh, yeah, me and my friends used to, like, run around and pretend like we're Goku, pretend like we're hunting for Pokemon and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, damn, I never got to do that. But actually, I lied. I lied. I actually, sorry, sorry. I lied. I forgot. When I was in New Jersey and I discovered, like, kind of really discovered anime at my one friend, my best friend Dakota, right? And uh, I would go over to his house every Saturday morning and we would we would play we would play, uh, we would play Pokemon, we would play Mega Man, we would play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we would pretend like we're all kinds of characters, and that's what really got me into acting and stuff, because we had to pretend to be these characters, we would go, I remember we would hop into his mom's van, and pretend like it's a spaceship, like we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, Nappa and Vegeta on our way to, um, to, uh, uh, Earth, right, and I remember, I, I remember I actually, like, crashed his mom's van into, into his, dad uh his grandpa uh grandfather's um car or something 
because like we were playing and then like I re I released emergency brakes and it like hit a car. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as like people think it is. It was, but I still hit it. It was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, it it was. But yeah, that was that was the only time. But after that, th that friendship and that moments I cherished so much as a kid. When I, when I had to move from Jersey and went to uh, Arizona, I thought I thought everyone liked it, man, because like. I mean, obviously, other kids in my school, besides me and Dakota, my other other kids didn't really care or say anything. But, like, I had a bunch of anime-themed birthday parties and stuff. And, you know, people would go and not, like, say, oh, this is anime, this is weird or anything. So maybe because they had food and pizza or whatever anyway. So, they're just like, fuck it, we don't care. But, either way, I took that that uh, that that joy and thought other people would, would like it, too. So, I moved and the people didn't like it. And then I suddenly got bullied because I was black and bullied because of this now like kids like people just bully for every and anything um so i was just like this is crazy <laughs> it was just a it was a crazy and surreal experience it's sponsorship time you know what it is we gotta pay some bills around here and today's sponsor is anchor you ever heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast first of all it's free and who doesn't like free also there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast, you know, money, bread, moolah, and with no minimum listenership, which is a big deal. It's how I got started. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So drop what you're doing, and if you want to start your podcast, now you know how to do it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the rest of the Wholesome Monk Podcast. So yeah, it was really weird to experience so many different things when it came to when it came to how to process um, liking anime, interacting with other kids, and um, just in general trying to make friends, right? Because again, I made a lot of friends, but I, but I didn't make throughout you know, childhood and, and teenage years, even some into adult years, but I never made friends that were geeks, really, like heavy geeks. And it's not out of, maybe it was out of purpose, but it wasn't like intentional. Like I didn't intentionally find non-geek friends or whatever, right? Like I would just, I just simply decide, okay, at one point I simply decided, you know, screw anime, screw all this stuff. I'm going to simply just exist, I'm going to simply just exist. So I was like, all right, let me go ahead and just exist. I, I don't want to get bullied because I'm black anymore. I don't want to get bullied because I'm a geek anymore. I just want to have friends. Um, I just want to be loved <laughs> by people. Stuff like that. Like, as a kid growing up, like, that, that's just what I felt. Because, you know, I won't cover, like, the, you know, I'll save it for a different podcast about, like, the kind of the trauma I got from racism and all that other stuff. But, like... In terms of just like dealing with that, I got it was really bad. So I got heavy handed of that, um, you know, like the opposite of how much rice it put in your Chipotle bowl. Like I got, I got, I got a double scoop of racism. So dealing with that, and then having to find a way to just like kind of navigate through life, it, you kind of I just shut down eventually. I was like, all right, fuck, like screw it. I'm not gonna watch cartoons anymore or anything like that. I'm just gonna watch, uh, you know whatever everyone else is watching i'll just watch sports and stuff and granted I, I like sports i genuinely do but i was like well those are that's what all the other kids are watching so let me just watch that because if i watch that i won't be bullied anymore da, da, da. so i did that and i watched that and while i liked it and I enjoy playing it and i still enjoy all those th things to this day that are not anime i have a lot of interest outside of it 
But it took all the way to college for me to realize, like, okay, this anime thing is really hooked on me. Like, I really want to be... I like I love anime so much. I want to... I love anime cartoons so much that I would really like to be able to... I really like to be able to work in the industry, right? But I had no talent for drawing. I had no talent for for writing at the time. Um, so I had to develop the writing skill set later. But I, all, all I enjoy is acting and pretending. That's what I enjoyed. But then I got because I got bullied so much and stuff like that, I decided just to, to just let everything go. I never really got into theater or anything like that. Where, where I really wish I could have. But the stigma uh, behind theater kids is so heavy. I was like, bro, I get bullied for literally just exist. Like, I get bullied for just being alive at this point. So, like, there's no, I definitely cannot handle being a theater kid. Like, I wouldn't be able to put my all into it. And even I respected, even though I didn't really understand the craft too much, I still, like, uh, I still respected what theater kids did. Because they put, I, we went, we had, you know, you know those times where you're in elementary or middle school or even high school where they force you to go to those, those assemblies where they do the plays and whatnot. Or recitals if they do, like, piano and stuff like that. I respected those performances. Now I would fall asleep and I felt bad because I'm a snorer, so I, I've always been a snorer. So like, I snore really, really loud, and I got in trouble a lot of times for that. But, um, but yeah, like I respected them, but I was too scared to be one of them, and to the point where like it really affected me even to my adulthood, which is crazy. But that's what happens when you have all these different situations and traumas that you don't, you know stand up to and stuff like that you, insecurities forming is it's, it can be crippling uh until you're in your who knows how old it can just it can cripple you no matter what some of them the small insecurities you can grow out of but some of the ones that are really deeply rooted in you that have is is deeper than what you may think it is are the ones that really have a chokehold on you and what you want to do in your desires in life right so it's always interesting and so i always but i, I want like when i got to college i was like you know i really like anime but even as an adult, there was people who, you know, were like, oh, like, oh, you're talking about anime again because they don't watch it or whatever, or, or it's for kids or whatever their problem is. They're like, oh, you don't like anime. Like, can you just stop with the anime thing? We don't get it. We don't get what you're talking about. Those kind of things. So then you would stop being yourself. And then I went back to autopilot where I just, like, existed. I was like, okay, well, you know, blah, blah, this, that, concert, this, this, that. Because there's a lot of things in life I've never done, like been to the zoo, go to a concert, um drink a milkshake, there's a lot of things I haven't done, so, a lot of things that other people talk about or do every day, like, I, I probably haven't done it, um, I can barely afford to get into college, let alone, like, you know, do those things that you're talking about, you know, like, my parents, uh, we, we prioritize money towards, obviously, eating and all that other stuff, but, like, the joys we can, we can do at home, because of my parents, how they worked and everything, my mom worked night shifts at, uh, in the hospitals and stuff, so, like, uh, and my dad were, like, retailing stuff a lot, so, like, it was one of those situations where it was just hard to find time. Anyone who's worked retail or in the medical field, it, it's hard to find. It's hard to find a legitimate schedule. You're just not going to get it. It's not it's not a regular nine to five thing. So, uh, we got joys of like playing video games and stuff like that. So that that's where you know where I got the, the money went to. Um, and then for field trips, one of my schools took us to city hall, quote unquote, like the city hall, uh, one of the city halls, and divide the minority kids to go to jail and the the white kids went to um what's it called or uh yeah the white kids went to um you know the actual city hall part like we we got to go to both 
But we start off in jail, and then they told a lot of messed up shit in there that I'll get into in different podcasts. And then um, we, but we didn't spend nearly as much time in the, the non-jail part of City Hall or whatever. And then we did that that part. It was freaking disgusting. It was a worse thing. So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about uh, when it comes to my experiences and stuff like that. It's very interesting to see how they how that happens. But again, that's, I'll do that for like a different podcast because I have a special podcast for that uh, episode I want to do for that. But it was always very interesting to to be a geek in the aspects of like, you know, you have this thing you really love, but no one else around you loves it. And this is before I knew how to do like online forums or online communities and stuff like that. Like I I only, I literally recently really dove, dove into like online anime communities, you know, like being a TikToker and social media, you know, on like an online personality type of thing. Um, so... There's that, but like, like I've done YouTube. I, I got like a thousand subscribers back in college, like like uh like freshman year in college, and but I wasn't like friends with other YouTuber, anime YouTubers. I was just literally doing my own thing, my own little corner of the world, and then eventually I just stopped because insecurities. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just always interesting and and fun to to see things through the lens of what you like. And I make this podcast really sick. I don't want this episode to be too long, but it might be a really long episode. Um, I want people to be able to enjoy what they like, right? It doesn't have to be anime. I just like to, you know, just like how I consume anime, I like to talk about it in a way where people can take life experiences, life experiences and see it through different ways. And I just see it through anime. And it was always interesting to like, you know, that I always wonder, I was like, why do people clown others for what they like i'll never like and not even like what they like like what society deems is weird that's the thing like watching anime is not harming anybody and people think like oh anyone everyone who watches anime are just like people who just are shut-ins or blah blah blah, whatever the case may be and i'm like i and i look at all the people i'm like y'all know me and like me and i watch anime so that must mean the stigma that you think like this the 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 stigma society placed on us is false. But once I reveal or once I really start talking about anime, then suddenly your perspective on me completely changes and shifts. And it's really weird how that works. Because suddenly just, they just don't see me as a peer. Like they see me as like some weird, like it's, it was, it's, it's the judgmental stuff, right? It's, it's so weird to see that transition because those people were never your friends in the first place. It's not like I, I pretend like I pretend like I'm a completely different person. Um, or anything like that. I never did that. I was just like literally, I literally became a situation, it literally became a situation where I just started to exist. I was like, let me just do what, mimic what other people my age are doing, like that I can see, like my classmates or work, or uh, co-workers and stuff like that. Like, let me just see what they're doing and I'll follow suit because I don't know what else to do. You know, I, I, I got in my mind, I was like, let me just, let me just go on autopilot and then eventually I'll figure shit out. And it wasn't just about anime. Like it like it wasn't, I, I, I tended only to be about anime, but then it slowly became just, oh, autopilot everything. And then eventually I was done with college, <laughs> you know, like it's just one of those things. And don't get me wrong. I watched a lot of anime in college, like in college uh, the scene, the senior high school, and freshman year, freshman and sophomore year of college, I watched 
so much anime, but not as much. Anime. I've never watched more anime in my life than senior year, senior year, senior year, and freshman year in college. Sorry, senior year in high school, freshman year in college is when I watched the most anime I've ever watched in my life. I was watching so much. I was finishing a series left and right, like it was insane, right? I was it was crazy absurd. Um, I was watching anime at such a high clip. And then once my friend moved away, I think that's when I started. Is the anime watching started declining a little bit? But we, me and him, still watched a lot. Like we would uh, call each other or like go on Xbox Live parties or whatever, and be like, oh, "Okay, we're watching Magi or something. We're binging the whole series today. Let's get our snacks and binge it." We did stuff like that. Uh, we did a lot of stuff like that. So it was just really cool to see everything. You know, to watch that stuff. That that was really a time to like. I felt really alive. I feel the most alive when I do things that, you know, spark my interest, you know, like, I, I you know, I, was, I felt really alive being able to consume anime, and, and don't get me wrong, I still finished, you know, homework, and I, I did two, even while having two jobs, and going to school full-time, I still watched hella anime, you know, when I went to study abroad in London, <clears throat> still watched crazy amount of anime, when I went to France, watched a lot of, rewatched a lot of Shippuden, um, granted it was in, it was in French, but I, I can understand, speak a little bit, so I was able to watch it. So I really liked anime, and I didn't know, like you know, I wish I would have like you know knew sooner that I really want to be in this industry. And then one time, and you know, over like like last August, Funimation followed me on TikTok, and that was a huge deal for me. This is a company that got me through all these tough times. I'm talking about Funimation got me through in a way, and I respected their personalities and people that they had on that talked about anime too. I was like, oh, I really want to be like them. Uh, you know, and stuff like that, and uh, for them to follow me was such a a turning moment, and made me realize like, okay, yeah, this this thing that I thought, this thing that this interest, this hobby, this love that I have for something that's undeniable, um, that you know, cause I, you know, I, I realized it slowly over time over the years in college that like, oh, I wanted to do, I got courage and wanted to do stand up because of. Obviously, watching stand-up specials, but mostly because I saw anime and saw these uh, these slice of life animes growing up and stuff like that, and it's helped me with my creativity and want me to be out there. And then acting, because I love voice acting, uh, I love the aspect of it, I love the art of it, I love the uh, I love acting in general, you know, stuff like that. And that's what made me want to do comedy writing, all these things. Anime really was the foundation of like also like being a, uh, I guess what some people call overachiever, just really. Want to make movies in general came from watching Inuyasha, from watching Pokemon movie, and seeing and remembering how much emotion anime was able, able to draw out of me on like many other things in life. So I feel most alive when I'm doing something in cartoons or anime or manga or comic books. Like I feel really alive. So I denied myself all of that for the sake of society, quote unquote. I'm using air quotes again. Like for the sake of like being accepted. Um. And it was really a shame that I let what other people thought impact who I wanted to become. And I let it impact me in a way where I, I started like, you know, it, it was just a lot of things. So I, I think being a black geek in America is very interesting. It's a very different dynamic from other people. Because it's experience that being a black geek is experience that not every black person can say they share. Because not every black person walking and, and breathing is a geek, but when you're black and then you're also a geek, that's like you're now you're going, you're funneling into a, a subcategory category, 
And now you're just kind of like sitting there with other people that are also scared to admit they like anime and stuff like that. It is, it's, it's, a, it's a weird and different uh, and, and interesting dynamic, you know, and it's always, you know, it's the looks you get and the tone of voice that changes when you, when someone finds out you like anime, that's really weird and puts people off, makes people very defensive. Um, and it's interesting to see the anime community grow so much now, but then the same bullies or people who got bullied are bullying others for, for very various reasons. And it's such a disgusting thing, which is why I hope anyone that's watching this that follows me on any other, my social media and embraces my content, what I do. First of all, I want to thank you very much for even sticking around and listening this long to the podcast, but I hope that I made a place where you can all talk about your favorite things. Like you, you can all geek out on your favorite about your favorite things. And, um, and I hope I made a space in which, uh, man, woman or otherwise can, can come together without feeling to be judged for whatever reason and just like, and talk about and discuss something. I hope I create a space for that. Cause I've never had, I've never truly had that space in my life. Um, and so I wanted to provide others, especially, uh, people who are scared to, to embrace their geekdom. I wanted to give you a space, uh, where you can make friends. You can truly make friends. You actually want you know, and, 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 people who, who you can embrace and learn things off because not every again people have it's such a negative stigma on geeks geeks are regular people just like everybody else who experience and things and fall in love and become angry become sad uh become uh they can become physicists or like become um an astronaut they become a writer they become an actor they become a, a doctor become a nurse like a geek does not put you in some cage is just something that you love and enjoy it gives you it's a beautiful hobby just like all these other hobbies out there uh so i hope i've provided a space like that for y'all because i never had it so sometimes i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but hopefully um i have made a space and we can continue to make the community grow that the wholesome Monk community uh has built so far so i treat this everything my podcast my social media everything i treat like a baby because i wanted to grow into be so much more uh, than I ever had. I want to be a safe haven for not only black people, but for everybody to be able to embrace who they think they are and be able to to share their favorite moments with other people, you know, while also joking and also, you know, embracing everyone else equally. Uh, I know that sounds like a, a lot of lofty goals and it sounds like a lot, um, but that's what MA has done for me. It's always made, it's always had me have a safe space, but I never had a safe space to talk about it. Um, so, Hopefully, and it's really cool because my brother's getting to anime more than ever before now, too. So, it's really cool to be able to talk about anime with him. And, you know, he has, like, figures over there and stuff like that. So, it's just really cool to be able to see my, you know, see family even enjoy anime, too. Um, so, it's really cool. But anyway, thanks again for listening or if you're watching or doing both to the Wholesome Monk Podcast. Um, you know, we got a lot of special guests coming up um, to end this season, everything is going to be really cool. It's going to be a great summer here. I'm super excited to be able to provide more content. Uh, if you watch this or listen to this, like always, you're now 10% more wholesome than you were before you listened. Peace out, everybody. You are now 10% more wholesome.